Hot mic, hot mic on set. Hot, hot mic, so it's so hot, so hot. Welcome to episode 44 of Tim Talk, the podcast about the DC animated universe co-created by Bruce Tim. I am Chris Lord. I'm Cameron Dexter. And today is the day that... It's the day, Chris. Cameron has been waiting for Chris, this. audience, <laughs> everyone, hear my words as I say we have found the quintessential best, not just bat episode, but bat villain of all time. It is the Condiment King Day. It is Condiment King. He is finally, finally emerged. I'm so excited, Chris. And our penultimate Batman the Animated Series episode. What? It's the second from the last. Penultimate. Oh, that's a new word. You're yeah. teaching me new things today, Chris. <laughs> it's been a long day for both of us, as you can tell, as we're faking as much energy as it we can. It has. Yeah, so much, so much forced energy. But it's Condiment King, Chris. But some of it it's is... Condiment King. Some of it is genuine because of Condiment King, and very little of it is from Lockup. But you know what? Not all <laughs> of them... an interesting Not idea. all of them can be winners. Yeah. Um... But so I guess real quick, before we get into it, before Cameron expands all of his energy right now, just saying the words Condiment King, uh, anything newsworthy worth mentioning? Um, this is your segment. <laughs> oh, this is my segment, isn't it? Because I'm actually the one with news in front of me here. Uh, two small things. Okay. As I answer my own question. <laughs> Enlighten me, Chris. <laughs> one is so the, uh, the Harley and Batman animated movie is going to get a spinoff comic. Oh, cool. That it's going to be like a... I think like a five-part series, like setting up the movie as to how Harley kind of left the Joker and got off on her own. Okay. And then I think they're going to continue the comic for a while afterwards, just kind of playing around in that space, which would be cool. Cause, I mean, it's not officially part of the DCAU, but it's certainly heavily inspired by it. So that'll mm-hmm. be fun to go see. And then the other bit of news was that uh, along the lines of direct to DVD animated films from DC Comics, long way of saying that. Uh, Gotham by Gaslight. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next it's one. Uh, so. uh, Steampunk Batman, but not. But not. But Jack the Ripper killing, yeah. fighting Batman. I think it, there was, I feel like it was a, there was a Brave and the Bold episode that kind of did that story. I just remember Batman going back and finding, like, Steampunk Batman, whose name was actually just, I think it was actually Steampunk Batman. It's so perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very odd episode. <laughs> I mean, amongst, I think, what are a series of odd episodes, though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But they're, they're so much fun. Like, that series is so underrated compared to the rest. Of, I, I mean, it's just because, like, it has that childish look to it. And I think, um, what was the Marvel show that came out around the same time? Uh, it was Marvelous. Oh, um, uh, was Avengers on, Assemble? Kind of similar. No, no, no. It was, it was for, like, it was like a preschool Avengers show. Where they had the same, oh, like, Marvel big... superhero? Ma- I don't remember. It, they had, like, the big upper bodies, uh, and they all just looked very plastic, and I feel like okay. when they saw that and they look at Brave and the Bold, it's a similar kind of art style, and, and it was kind of, quick like... to dismiss it, because, like, oh, it's a kid's show. It doesn't yeah. have anything relevant to say. But, but apparently that is not does. true. Apparently it does. Haven't watched it. There, in need, season need two, there, I think I've mentioned this before, there are three straight episodes where people die. And they have, talk about it. You gotta have stakes. Yeah. As much as possible. Because, uh, like, there's, it's the, the Doom Patrol episode is all about dealing with PTSD. Oh, man. Like, this is not a kid's show. Some heavy shit right there. Yeah. Ooh, gotta check it out. Yeah. It's, uh, they're on a mission, and I think um, someone dies on their watch. 
like the villain kills someone and it's all like he their dies reactions. and falls onto their watch and they can't yes get and the they can't tell time anymore no yeah time becomes irrelevant <laughs> uh yeah that show great go watch it i'll watch that it. plug already plugged there we go done uh, I have one tiny little bit of news I just saw. Okay. And something you'll be excited about. Uh, they are apparently bringing to Disney World. <gasps> I saw the Tron ride. The Tron ride. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my. Of course I saw that. <laughs> How did you think I didn't keep up with I, my Disney news? I don't know. I just saw this pop up. Like, you know, it'd be more fun to That's been attempt a to surprise barely, you live. a fairly disputed thing on the Disney forums recently what? about if it was going to be there or not. Because okay. a lot of people wanted to come to land. And it's still rumored that it will, and it's gonna. Uh, they're gonna demolish um, the the. Uh, oh gosh, behind. So there's Space Mountain, and then to the left of Space Mountain, there's that two story walk around thing with the base oh, floor of Star it, it Wars. Used to be the um, the Carousel of Progress. Yes, many moons. Ago. Many moons ago. Uh, rumor is when they're finally gonna do the do the Tomorrowland rework, which is mm-hmm. like five years from now. Yeah, uh, they're gonna demolish that. <clears throat> Uh, and make that they're going to kind of turn that area into uh, a new ride. Okay, that, ma- that makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's it's a huge amount of wasted space right now. Yeah. So. The other idea is that's where they they Astro Black or not Astro Astro Orbiter is such an is in such a weird place. Oh, they might move it. Yeah, that's the other rumor. That ride is weirdly popular. I know. It's, I think it's just because it's been around forever. Have you ever gone on it? Nope. Can't nope. do spinny rides. Neither have. Oh, right. Makes sense. Yeah, yep. I haven't gone on it. Teacups, Dumbo, Astro Orbiter, uh, Swing Symphony on DCA side. Not really missing anything on any of those. Yeah. Mm. Oh, all, well. All kind of the same experience. Yep. Get cool photos sometimes. I see nice photos being popped up. Yeah. But we, we would hate for you to have to go one of these rides that would be be driven crazy because if you were to go crazy cameron no nope, this is where, not the segue is not where working. would they put you would the they segue's would, not working would they put you in, uh, in an asylum we also forgot it's sorts? it's uh we're in in comic-con countdown time i'm not done with the news chris why, why must you kill my segue because <laughs> i'm not letting you say it was this. so forced we're in the comic-con countdown everyone <laughs> we are a week yeah a week for oh us my God, before I'm we so go excited i know i'm pretty excited too actually mm-hmm. are there uh, any have you have you looked at the panel list yet I haven't. Okay. Nope, I haven't looked at anything. I don't know where I'm going. I mean, I know where I'm going, but I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just yeah. gonna go down there. I'm gonna I'm gonna wing it. Enjoy your time. I am. See, Nerdist is gonna be back at uh, Dodger St- not Dodger, uh, um, Petco Park. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what they're doing. Carnival, there. which is now space themed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Well, we'll we'll stop by and check it out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping one of these years, maybe we can we can do one of these down there. That'd be awesome. Yeah. It, but... it, it's very fitting. Yeah, do I a know. crossover down there. We should, that's what we should do. We should mm-hmm. do a crossover down there at some point. Yeah. For another time, though. Also, speaking mm-hmm. of crossovers, there'll be another one out this week. Yeah, we, we, all, we all watched Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. talked about it. It'll be out soon, after, as soon as I get the artwork done. So that could be anywhere from two days to three weeks. Well, you got some, some serious Condiment King artwork to get oh, done. God, it's going to be the best artwork. First. Gonna... All right. We've fluffed this long enough. We're finally right. getting into talking the episodes. All right. So, I mean, seven minutes. That's not bad. That's not bad. Lock up. Lock up. Um, do you think we start out at Arkham Asylum? Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think this is the worst episode of the season? Oh, oh, of the season. Yeah. Cause I, cause you mentioned it at the beginning of the podcast and I didn't think about that, but this, this is the first kind of meh episode. It is pretty meh. Um, I normally have more notes open than I do right now. I it's am, like this I am distracted. or the, the 
uh, <clears throat> uh, Killer Croc episode, I guess, were the, the most meh episodes. Let, let, let us see. Uh, Trial. That one's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Avatar with Roz. That's okay. Housing Garden's pretty good. Oh, Terrible Trio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing can I be worse. This Nothing can be worse than the Terrible Trio. Rich people. Yeah. It's funny. I was just watching the uh, Rich Dicks, the Kroll Show sketch. I was watching that earlier Oh, today. yeah. I think I feel like someone involved with the show once said the Terrible Trio was their least favorite of all of them. So, no, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, that's that's. Oh yeah, I think uh, Bruce Tim said that. I mean, he said that. Yeah, that's definitely the worst one. <laughs> I think. I think no. I think Lockup. It's okay. I think it's a <clears throat> a really good idea. Mm-hmm. It's just not very well executed. I mean, because the the whole point of this episode is to they are addressing the fact that Arkham is a revolving door. The people are just constantly escaping. And getting dragged back in. And there's a hole in the system. And uh, Lockup, a.k.a. Lyle Bolton, wants to try and solve that. It's just the way he goes about it. About it. About it. It's not <laughs> the way he does it. Uh, it's not the best. Yeah. Oh, so I guess we, we, can, we can quickly skim over the episode. Uh, Lyle Bolton is the new um, head of security at Arkham. Yeah. He was put there by a grant from the Wayne Foundation because he's like this crazy technological um like lock expert yeah so wayne basically paid to have him brought into arkham to try and solve the problem Mm -hmm. of the revolving door yeah but he got a little overzealous we we see from uh uh not scorpion uh scarecrows spider-man on the mind (laughs) um they're bringing in Scarecrow again. This is the second episode in a row that scarecrow is being hauled back into arkham yep uh but we see him absolutely terrified to see this man, we learn that he's kind of been torturing the inmates mm-hmm. um, to make sure they stay in. So Batman sees something is weird, something weird is going on. So he uses his Bruce persona to call a board meeting, I guess, to... Yeah, like a... Uh, it's not a trial, but yeah, like a, a hearing of sorts. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's... His mid-monthly review. Exactly. Because <laughs> he's, so, he's so wrapped up in Arkham business. But yeah, so it's the, the mayor... It is Gordon, it is Dr. Bartholomew, who heads Arkham, and then it is Bruce, and they're interviewing the you inmates. Know, Bruce, because he deserves to be on and that Bruce, panel. And rich men. Yes. And they're, they're interviewing the, the criminals to see if there really is an issue there, and one by one, they go up in the stand, we get uh, Scarecrow, we get the ventriloquist with the, with the puppet. He's great. Yeah, he's I made always a new love puppet. ventriloquist comes back. Uh, and then Harley, and they're asking all of them, like, oh, you know, is this guy basically any problems? They're like... No, he's no, great. He's, he's, he's fine. So nice. He's not doing he's anything so, wrong to us. He's so loving and supportive and caring. Uh, um, so Bruce is like, okay, well, then we'll just go ahead and extend his contract. Yeah, there's a little reverse psychology. And Harley flips the fuck out. Well, I thought it was Ventriloquist is the first one to talk. Because uh, he can't keep his mouth shut anymore. And then oh, uh, I guess that's Scarface it. yells at him. Okay, yeah. Um, Fine, correct me. I shall. Every chance I get. Uh, and I love kind of the, like, the punish, like, the torture. Mainly just I love any time oh, Sc- right. uh, Scarface kind of brings up his torture. He's like, he held me over a box of termites. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, like, so they, they fire him because he's gone too far. And then he realizes that, you know, the, the real problem isn't the criminals, but it's the... It's the liberal media, It's the Chris. liberal media. It's the bureaucrats and the cops and the infrastructure for the prison itself. It's Obama. All it's all Obama's fault. It's, it's, I know. The liberal media. Hashtag thanks, Obama. This fake news. <laughs> creating Arkham as a revolving door. 
This is Slam Talk on Batman. Welcome back to Fox News. Sorry, I don't mean to you. <laughs> this is Tim Talk featuring <laughs> Alex Jones. Um, so, so he... What were you fucking talking about? <laughs> um, oh, so he, he's going to go after all those people that yeah. he thinks the true problem. And so the first person he goes after is uh, Summer Gleason. Well, first we have a six-month break. Six month, nice, yeah, nice, nice big, title card. Six-month gap so we can get all this shit together, get mm-hmm. all those toys worked out, make himself a nice fetching suit. Yes. And uh, he goes after Summer first, who is leaving a lunch with Bruce, some sort of exclusive interview. Mm-hmm. And he uh, goes to try and drag her car into the back of his van with these weird. I wish limbs. that they would have, you know, used that more because that was such an interesting device. So the <clears throat> he had a truck. And when he opened the two doors, instead of having, like, a ramp that you normally see... Like a winch. Yeah, on, like, a pickup truck. There were these two kind of robotic arms that kind of pulled the car in. Now, that's an awesome prop that was completely underused. He's got some, like, real high-tech stuff all the time. I mean, yeah, I mean, he... He's got those cool, like, um, like, metal tentacle arms... Like like the Sentinels would have, and like the X Men, mm-hmm. like those in the ship later and stuff. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, got some really cool shit. But yeah, I, yeah, he could have like he could have done a lot with all of his gadgets. I know, what but all he does is just use them as as locks. I know, it's just so so many locks. Just as he's capturing Summer, he he locks Bruce behind a revolving door. So his he's got to change into the Batman. He, he does his best Superman impression. Yeah, so he pulls out what I refer to as his bat suitcase. Yes, the bat suitcase. Yes, and opens it up inside of the suit, and there's a instantly and very densely packed smoke bomb that goes off so he can look at his split how change. how often does he practice that do i think, think i think he spent weeks in the bat cave getting the formula right and having alfred like time him yeah how quickly can i change your well i mean we, I, I i feel like I've, I've mentioned this before but he is an expert in magic and quick changing is kind of a, a, a pseudo group of true, magic yeah. acts. He did train with Zatara. I'm sure Zatara yeah. had, that was a huge act in, you know, like the 50s, 60s, 70s, still kind of big now, not as mm-hmm. big, but it's still interesting. So, you know, it's just a little mad. And we also don't know how much, like how much is he wearing underneath the suit? That's true. He, I mean, he could just have like the gloves, the cape and the cowl Boots, and the yeah. box and the, and the belt. Do do you, do you think Robin ever does like the, the quick change practice? Maybe with uh, less dense fog? <laughs> just in front of his mirror? Just, yeah. Just in front of mirror. It's a place where an audience could. Yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he does. <laughs> so, but uh, Batman breaks out and they, they get into a, a fight, him and Lockout, but mm-hmm. uh, unsurprisingly, Lockout gets away. Well, Lockout wants to team up with him. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I, oh, I forgot that part. Um, that's critical. Yeah, so Lockout, uh, his whole thing is he wants Batman to bring the villains to Arkham, and Bolton sees it as his job to keep them in. There's going to be this tag team effort, uh, but Batman refuses because obviously his big thing is you can't be judge, jury, and executioner, and this is kind of a step towards that. Mm-hmm. So Lockout's like, all right, fine. You're going to be part of the problem. I'll deal with you later. Kicks him out of the truck, disappears. Gets away. And Batman can tell from the tech immediately it's Lyle Bolton. Like, yeah. There's no, no, no doubt about it. And he's explaining this to Robin in the Batcave. And Robin the has the most meta this, joke. This great line. He's like, another fine villain made possible by a grant from the Wayne Foundation. And Bruce is just not having it. I Because it strikes slapped a bitch. so close to home on that. I mean, it is absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah, it's always Bruce's fault. Yeah. Um, yeah, this time, once again, his fault. So, 
this episode, I think it would have been better if it was teamed up with one of the episodes we've seen in the past three. Mm-hmm. Because oh, like right. the, the, yeah. the last three episodes have all been about Batman trying to help uh, his villains yeah, through their rehabilitation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think if it was paired up with that, we would have seen that a little bit more. Because this episode is definitely kind of pushing Batman in the light of like, see, he's still a good person. It's not always his fault. He's still trying to help his villains. He's not like the worst person there is. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the one cool thing about this episode is that it it, it addresses someone else wants to try and solve the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also it requires stupid helicopter. It requires us to feel sympathetic to the villains at this point. Right. Yeah. Because they are victims of lockups methods. So we have to feel bad for them that someone else is like worse than them. So you can only really do after you've done like a whole series of episodes that put them in different contexts. You know, a lot of them had kind of sympathetic introductions, but then were always off in their capers. But a lot of those reform episodes you're just talking about were designed to make us look at them a different way. Right. At the, the hope that make them possibly change. Now here we're seeing that just even the institution that's meant to try and help them is actually making their lives worse. Right. It's actually, it's all a really great idea, just... Just kind of a mad villain. Yeah, kind of a mad execution. Yeah. But, but yeah, so then uh, Lockup continues his crusade. He goes and he gets... Gordon. That's right, yeah. He gets Gordon next. Mm-hmm. And then... Then he... Oh, uh, he gets uh, Dr. Yeah, so... Yeah, he gets uh, Dr. Bartholomew. Yeah, first Batman goes to Arkham, sees that Bartholomew's gone, mm-hmm. goes... He sees the bat signal go up. We see Gordon's missing... And they're like, all right, we need extra security at Mayor Hill's house. Right. Uh, <clears throat> Mayor Hill being the cocky asshole that he is. God. I don't need security. This this uh, this house is, you know... Virtually impenetrable, yeah. is what he says. And being the man of overdramatic fashion that he is, Batman pops out from behind the curtain, as you would. And I just... <laughs> I would love for, like... Because Robin is there, too, at this point. Yeah. And I would love that, like, the idea that they've been there for hours just sitting there and robin's like bruce let's just go, just go. Just he's go. like no 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 no, no, no. He's, he's gonna sh- say sh- it. he's gonna sh- say sh- it sh- uh and it's just like this silent fight between the two and then finally he says it and he's like virtually impenetrable i think not it's like god damn it batman and then immediately afterwards bolton breaks, breaks in. it and, and yeah. captures it captures him of course but uh while while uh, Batman was off trying to uh, talk to like find Gordon that sort of thing, uh, Robin went over to Bolton's apartment and saw a case labeled F eighty four, which they figure out uh, is a serial number for a boat that was as Halsey, which was used as a temporary holding facility while they're building Blackgate. Is it Stonegate Stone in the comic or in the in the game? The I think it's still Blackgate. Not the comic, not the game. The show, the thing we're here to talk about. The thing. Yeah, I, I'm going to call it Blackgate because I think this. I think it's Blackgate. Is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so off they go in the bat boat to go try and mm-hmm. confront Lockup. Oh, and also Lockup. <clears throat> Bolton was head of security on the boat. Thank you. Yes. See, see, Cameron, that's why you're you're indispensable to this podcast. That's you why re- I'm here. You remember the critical details. Nope. <laughs> I'm just here to talk about Condiment King. Once we finish that, my time on this podcast is over. You can find a new host, or just try and do it myself. Just do it just yourself. Just sit here lonely. <laughs> you, you know, can, you can make I'll, a nice like Scarface puppet. I'll, I'll just try and do an impersonation of you. Yes. And talk just about have the a bad conversation. You've seen. <laughs> yeah, all I have to do is just every once in a while say Avatar or Fast and the Furious, and no one will be able to tell the difference. Uh, speaking of Fast and Furious, did you see the big news today, Chris? Oh, I already told you beforehand, fuck. but I'm going to bring it up for the rest please, of the podcast. Please do. 
<laughs> of Gangnam Style on YouTube with 2.85 billion views has been passed. I repeat, 2.85 billion views has been passed by See You Again from Fast 7. And it's such a great day to be alive, Chris. <sighs> I'm going to go kill myself. Such a great day. To be fair, I, I, did, I did see this before. Um, the, the pianist from that song who teams up with Wiz Khalifa, mm-hmm. uh, Charlie, Ruth, Brute, something like that, he got his start on YouTube. So that is kind of cool that technically YouTuber is the most viewed video again. Okay. I'm glad you found some part of that that actually makes me happy. Yeah. And it's no longer and the fact <laughs> a that, Korean the fact comedian. That the, the thing that makes me happy is the success of a YouTuber says just... And, and, sorry, an influencer. <laughs> that's your favorite word. Oh, oh God. Uh, so like, they the go words to... Words that the great sh- the soul <laughs> influencer. But anyways, they uh, go to the boat. Yes, they go to the ship. Uh, Robin's in charge of breaking all the locks while Batman beats up uh, a lockup. Yeah. They, they, that guy. They accidentally uh, turn the boat on, mm-hmm. so it heads out to see... But not for long. Immediately crashes. Imme- Immediate. Immediately crashes like, <laughs> into like a whole bunch of rocks and just tears open the side of the ship. I, I wanted to bring this point up. Is when is the last time after Titanic? Yeah. Have you seen another shipwreck kind of mm. uh, like, plot a, like, a, like a ship like like it's wrecked and like is nose diving into the ocean and sinking? Yeah. I feel like after Titanic, I haven't I seen it at all. I've seen it once. And you're going to judge me for it. Well, when am I not? Always. What? Uh, in Pokemon, <sighs> there was uh, a few episodes, which, to be fair, it is, it, this is a, a crucial part in the video game. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> you're on the SSN, and there's, that's a two-part episode Wait, where, the, where the Ash Anne? gets... A-N? A-N-N-E. Like, oh, like a person. Like, like the lady. I just assumed it was some weird Pokemon. Nope. Okay. Never mind. <clears throat> Continue. Yeah. Uh, there's a two-part episode where they, <laughs> where they fight in the, in the sinking boat. And I think that was after... I mean, I don't know. That's early. Well, no, so I guess the the in, anime came out two thousand ninety eight. So that that would be after. Was it? Was it not? Well, I thought it was on in ninety seven. I mean, that's when I thought. Um, I might, well, it might have been right around the same time because I feel like the new Batman Adventures were ninety seven and they aired concurrently with Pokemon. I'm googling. I'm gonna let you look that up while I talk about <clears throat> one of my favorite moments in the whole episode. We're always talking about uh, villains falling out of things and being conveniently saved by oh rivers God, this is and pools and bonsai trees i think this has to be the best one because when the ship uh hits a ground lockup falls out of the um the control tower and he bounces off of a perfectly angled life raft that was amazing. up against the wall a straight up trampoline just, like, fall, plops out okay i'm good to go and batman looks down it's like oh that that was a good way to do it so he just falls and does the exact same thing i was right you're right 98 yep. Uh, I mean, we're both kind of right. It, 97 was in Japan, 98 was in America. Okay, well, in, in essence, though, I was wrong because I was referring to what would have been airing. Yes. What, the episodes that I would have been not watching when I was mm-hmm. waiting to watch Batman. So they would, it would have been illustrated before Titanic, okay. but not come out in America until after Titanic. Okay, so in that sense, it doesn't count then. Right. Because it was before. So yeah, I don't think I've seen anything really post-Titanic that does this exact same thing. Because I mean, this is the, the exact same thing going on, like... Uh, Batman and Lockup end up literally on top of the back of the boat as it's sinking down. They fall off the back. They land onto the rudder. Like it starts to tip over. Lockup's trying to push Batman into the the prop and chop his head off. Um, and well, oh yeah, while all this is while going that's on, going on, Robin has gone and rescued the four hostages. 
Uh, my bathroom whistles. Oh, that's cool. Sometimes. It's exciting. Yeah, it also leaks. That I, I'm not going to get into it now. Um, <laughs> Robin is in there rescuing all the hostages. And They've been locked up kind of in the, the, in the ba- hull. And, yeah, in the, like the no. lower hull. Um, yeah. yeah, in the steerage class of the ship, essentially. And it's now the flooding. What? Steerage class. Okay. It's a term. I, I don't know any boat terms. It's a term. I come it's, from the Midwest. I, <laughs> you, All of my I, boating terms come from video I, games where they, where they kind of used, like, spaceship names and just replaced the boat names for it. Right. I mean, I'm so extraordinarily white, you would think that I would have spent time on, like... Were you like part a, of a like yacht a, club, Chris? A yacht. You would think I would Chris, have been a, 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 Chris, a yachting young chap, but is no. Is your family part of a yacht club? I've never been part of a yacht club. I don't know how to sail. Oh, that's a shame. I know. I've really missed... It's like that and, like, polo are the two extraordinarily white things that I've missed out on in my entire <laughs> life. But moving on, steerage is a real thing. It's a low deck on a ship where yeah, you, yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. I, I believe you. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm, not, I'm not asking if you're yes. wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just... I'm asking you to, to teach me more. <laughs> so, so, but uh, Robin finds a hatch. Like, here, we're going to pop through this hatch and we'll be safe. And he opens the hatch and it is literally on the bottom side of the ship next to the prop. So I don't know why that's there, because if you were actually out at sea and not sinking, which is the default setting for a boat, if you were to open, I mean, sometimes. If you were to open that hatch, you would just either drown or get sucked into the prop. I, I think it was like a, I think there was like a failsafe on, on the door on the inside of it, and it was just to test the criminals that were in there. Of like, <laughs> if you get out, there's this convenient exit. I'm going to put a post note that says, do not open. I mean... But it's not my fault if you guys escape. Lockup was in charge of that shit back in the day, so he probably put it there. Yeah. Just to try and get rid of some of the criminals, and just no one knew what happened to them. Yeah. <laughs> Except the whole thing would have been flooded. No, oh, there's that. But so, uh, Lockup's got Batman cuffed, and they fall off the rudder into the water, and Robin and the hostages like, oh my god. I feel like this was so lazy. It's pretty lazy. Yeah. On every writer and animator's part. Yeah. So Batman is handcuffed. He flips into the water, into the rocky water that just crashed the ship. So we know there's like, it's very rocky. Rocks. Um, There. And everyone's like, gasp. Oh no, Batman's dead. And then he uh, grapples out of the water with lockup now in the handcuffs. Uh, And the no explanation no, like, scene of struggle. No, like, bubbles bubbling or anything like that. Uh, he just cuts to Rob, and he's like, man, I'd wish he te- he'd teach me how to do that someday. <laughs> and then it switches scenes. I mean, I'm again, like, again, to your credit, as you were saying earlier, to your point, he did study magic. Yeah. And illusions. That's not a quick change. <laughs> the, I mean, it is of sorts. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But, yeah, and then it goes off, and uh, Bolton is getting locked up at Arkham. And my thought here was... Is he crazy enough? I, I agree. To I feel I like mean, he should have gone to Blackgate. He should have gone to Blackgate. Yeah, I'm like, this doesn't seem like he's crazy enough. But then they lock him in a cell, and he's, like, looking through, like, the little sl- slot in the door, and he's, like, staring at the other cells, like, oh, finally, like, I can keep an eye on all of you. This is where I was meant to be. And like, oh, no, cool. He is crazy enough. And also, Arkham, like, okay. I, I do get that, that he is, like, that was his plan all along. It's yeah. like, I can keep an eye on you at all times now. But why is, of all of the Batman villains, why is he the one in solitary? Well, because he can't be kept with the other, like he tortured oh, the other villains. Oh, that's true. Like, that's he couldn't okay. really be I didn't amongst think about them, that. right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Cause they're like, all they're also all hassling him as he's walking. down Yeah, they're the hall. all yeah, like, catcalling him and stuff. And and you know, I again, he's a great idea. I'm not going to say he's necessarily particularly well executed. I mean, he was created for the show. Mm-hmm. So credit to the writers for for recognizing kind of a, a hole in their own storytelling that they can then utilize to tell a story. Um, and 
I've only seen him pop up once before in comics, and that's during No Man's Land. Okay. When he's put in charge of Blackgate, and he keeps all the prisoners there, and Batman kind of has to tolerate him because he needs someone to oversee the prisoners. And mm-hmm. you, you haven't read No Man's Land. I have not. Right? Okay. Next time I'm home... This is like gonna, the sixth time you've brought it up. I'm so always, I'm at just, some I'm, point, I'm, I'm going to read it. it. I will bring it home with... I'll bring it back from home next time so you can read it. It's cool because it it often puts Batman, and it puts all the characters in moral situations that they... Uh, have to make huge compromises on. And it's, it's pretty cool. So I, I like that element of uh, him mm-hmm. in that thing. Um, <laughs> that series. In that thing. Uh, any other thoughts? Um, no, we kind of covered it all. I mean, uh, the, the big thing was just like, yeah, Batman is all about rehabilitation while lockup was all about incarceration. He didn't care what happened to the villains as long as they were off the streets. Yeah. So he's, he's good. There's, there's the episode summary. Okay, wait, keep keep pedaling for a second. I gotta look up our sponsor because I forgot to write it down this time. Um, it is oh, it's the Brosy. Oh right, yeah. So us, but for the OC. Yeah. Did you ever watch that? I did not, and I had a very stupid moment over the weekend uh, with my stepbrother, <laughs> oh, no. where I asked him, Jamie, what is the name of the show that took place in Laguna Beach? <laughs> for the people who don't know, the show is just called Laguna Beach. I felt very proud of myself in that moment. Uh, I'm sorry I don't watch bad dramas. I just watch Riverdale. (laughs) Uh, Well, anyways, if you are a fan of the OC, check out the bro scene. Here's the plug for it. Hey! Do you like teen dramas? Do you like teens? Do you like watching TV shows? If you do, you might like watching the OC. So give it a try, and you can listen to us in podcast form on the Bros. We talk about flip phones. We talk about tube tops. We talk about things from the early 2000s. We talk about people smooching other people. Ooh, and great, great music. Yep. So hey, listen to us on iTunes or SoundCloud here on the Nerdist School Network. Woo. Ooh. Oh. One of these days, I'm actually remember to nope. play that. Yep. One, nope. of these, one of these days. One of these days, Karen. Bang, zoom, straight to the moon. Wait. wait. You know that's from? Well, because the original is the Honeymooners. Yep. But that's from. You can a, do this. Fairly Odd Parents nope. spoof of it. It's a, it's close. Right, right. First letter. The, the, the Freakazoid. Futurama. The, oh damn it! I'm. At, uh. <laughs> It's the second episode of Futurama, where they're <sighs> at uh, Moon Disneyland. Oh, God damn it! All right, well, we're sailors on the moon. <laughs> we carry a harpoon. It's a great episode. I don't know the rest of the song. You don't need to know the rest. Okay. Well, you know what, Cameron? We've reached that point, guys. It's finally time. I can retire after this episode because we have made it to the point that I've been most excited to talk about, at least since the Lego Batman movie. The greatest villain, Condiment King, is Con- here. Condiment King. And the nice thing is we start the episode straight off with mm-hmm. the Condiment King. Did uh, you know uh, this was his episode? Because I did not. I did. I knew that um, because the the still that they oh, put up for right. the, the Amazon, you show like they just show like a bit of his leg and shoe, and I that was enough for me to recognize that's the Condiment King. Okay. Um, so I did that. You did not, not go that going in, I though. I did not. What was, was that like for you when you like oh, the, the elevator doors open and he's there? God. Pickle hat and all. I thought my computer was going to break with how fast it flew off my lap. <laughs> I was so excited. I mean, it's it's a great reveal, even. This this episode, I, 
obviously the episode isn't great, but no, it's it it's the funniest episode I think because um the direct not uh, Paul Dini wrote this and, and I don't uh, remember who Boyd Kirkland. Uh, well, no, it wasn't Boyd. It was someone else who was part of this episode. Worked oh. on. So we obviously know uh, Paul Dini worked on Tiny Toons. I mean, I would look these up. But Randy we'll Rogel. Uh, That's yes. true. <laughs> <laughs> what I do. Um, Randy Rogel worked on Animaniacs. Oh, so okay. it's kind of the, the powerhouse of these Tiny Toon characters. And we see that humor come forth, you know. In, in waves in this episode. There's yeah, I mean, so many like, puns. The, the Condiment King almost feels like a spoof character from the Animaniacs or Tiny Toons, but he's actually pulled into this world. And it, it actually kind of works in, in the context. Yeah, it, it would, I, I could see this, the Animaniacs or Tiny Toons making fun of 60s Batman with this villain. I'm going to say it now, Brian Cranston as the Condiment King in the DCEU. That'd be amazing. There is no, no one else can pull off the Condiment King but Brian Cranston. Because no one else has, like, his, like, sophisticated comedic talent combined with his ability to play things so seriously. That's very true. I'm putting it out there now. I would. <laughs> my, my first thought was uh, Louis, Louis C.K., but that'd just be such a sad villain. It, it'd, it'd be too sad. He, he, needs to, <laughs> he needs to be, like, really like, committed to it. Give me, he, yeah. give me the money. He needs to think he's the best. Yeah. Like, yeah. he would be like, okay, I know. I get it. I, I have, like, a, a mustard gun. Can you just... You just do do this. I got it. You see that I'm struggling here. Yeah, all right. If my <laughs> life is this bad, then obviously I need the money my, more than you need the my, money. My underwear's on the outside. I'm, I'm wearing a pickle on my head. Just <laughs> just give it over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he has uh, he has his two weapons of choice. Mm-hmm. He has a uh, uh, ketchup high powered gun in one hand, a yeah. mustard high powered gun in Super the other hand. Super high pressure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he walks into this fancy schmancy restaurant. Uh, and it's kind of holding everyone at ransom, but no one cares, which I love. Yeah. It's like, just oh, like... just another crazy villain. Because that makes you wonder, how often are these, like, super low-level costumed villains coming out? All the time. I mean, because this like, world how many are goes we not on... Seeing? Yeah, this world goes on without us, as it were. And that's yeah. Hap- I mean, like, the, I mean, the, the major villains do this all the time. You can imagine it's, like, the normal thugs and, like, half-assed guys. Mm-hmm. The yeah. ones trying to move up. They think the way up the is The killer just... moths of the world. Yeah. Because we also see, as this is happening, Batman is driving the, the bat site, or not bat the bite mobile. Mm-hmm. The bat mobile. The bite mobile. The bike mobile. Uh, and he hears the police uh, call this in. It's like, there's a crazy guy with condiment weapons holding people up. And Batman is like, it's going to be one of those it's nights. It's going to be a long night. So he... so he goes, and he basically just tells Condiment King, like, look, you... Oh, you're... hold on, hold on. We were skipping... All of oh. his scene, Chris. Okay, please. We are Go going on. to relish all oh. of it. <laughs> Why do you get to do the bad puns? <laughs> because that's one from the show. Asshole. I'm just going to sit uh, here and sulk and let you talk <laughs> about the condiment king. Um, my favorite moment with him is, uh, so he's holding these people up for, host- uh, uh, for ransom, and there's one brave hero that's just like, this guy's just crazy. I'm just going to handle him myself. Like, he's, he's a twig. And so he goes up, like, about to punch the condiment king, and Condiment King is like, oh, but you haven't seen my secret weapon. And it's not. He, he pulls a literal, like, Taco Bell hot sauce packet out from his backpack and shoots it perfectly down the guy's throat. And he's like, oh, no, spice, my greatest weakness. <laughs> and he just collapses over the table. It's like this villain knows 
everything. Hey, you know, I mean, it, it, in the comics at one point, it's pointed out by Robin that his real danger is possibly giving people anaphylactic shock. So That's true. we make fun of him and we dismiss him, but he could actually cause some real problems if no one's got an EpiPen lying around. That's right. So, <laughs> but yeah, he, he tries to uh, to make his escape with his, his bag of cash and mm-hmm. watches and everything. And Batman stops and is like, look, you're new to this. You don't know what you're doing. If you give everything back, I'll basically let you go. Which and I really appreciate. I, I, Batman I has appreciate. to deal with this he, so often. He tries. And when, it's like, when, it's not even worth my time to bring you when, in. When Conan King tries to charge at him, he literally just punches him in the stomach and the guy goes down. Yeah. And that would be the end of that. But then he, he jumps up on the ledge and slips on his own ketchup and falls off the, the railing. Yeah. And lands straight on top of Montoya's cop car. And it's like he falls like a good like story and a half, two stories. So this was like very – I thought the episode was about to take a big turn at this point because he mm-hmm. falls on – it's Montoya and Bullock in the yeah. car. Um, and he crashes and he's like, most of the time when a villain falls off a tower, they're just like, Oh, my head hurts. I'm, I'm in pain. Yeah. But he is knocked out. He's knocked out. And Montoya's like, call an ambulance. Well, and especially cause you could easily mistake all the, the ketchup pulled around oh, him for that's, blood. That's true. Yeah. I yeah. About that. Yeah. Uh, but Bullock, there's a, a weird cut cause Bullock looks at Condiment King kind of dead on his car and then looks up and you see batman not literally like, dead no yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, passed out in the car and he, he, he looks up and sees batman like looking over the ledge and i thought this was going to be a big turn of like bullock like batman has finally crossed the line and bullock's mm-hmm. eyes like he can't do this anymore and i thought it was gonna be another batman chase episode yeah i kind of thought that too but uh i'm very glad it wasn't no it's not so yeah they just they take him away and then back Hold to the bat cave i knew fuck off all right. Uh, air traffic, guys. Uh, so, so back at the Batcave, uh, they discovered that the guy... Unfortunately, that is the end of Condiment King. It's the end of Condiment King, who is a stand-up comic. Yes. And was going to be one of the judges at like a laugh-off contest. Mm-hmm. Which so, Robin and Alfred have tickets to. Yeah. Not, not Bruce. Not Bruce. Because yeah. <laughs> why would he ever go? No. But they're he like, doesn't Actually, do anything fun. Where, where is Alfred? And he's off uh, doing some shopping at a like a department store. Yeah. A, uh, Neiman Marcus or whatever, if you will. Yeah. That department store? Whatever. It is. Yeah. I don't know why I would pick that one of all <laughs> of the. I could go to like Macy's or Nordstrom's, but no, I had to go Neiman Marcus. Neiman Marcus. So he's at the Gotham equivalent of <laughs> Neiman Marcus. Hey, Neiman Marcus is a high end store. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It doesn't, mean, doesn't mean I'm not white trash, though. But so. Uh, so, but he he's there, and then uh, this guy, the pack rat, shows up. Oh man! Going around what a and, villain. and stealing just garbage. Like he grabs uh, like a, a jewelry box, like oh how pretty, and he throws the necklace aside and just takes away. Yeah. So his the his box. big his big shtick is that he steals what people don't care about. Exactly. So he he is a little he's more threatening because he actually has a gun. Yeah. So he, he's he, he he's shooting a... everything up, and so you know Batman and Robin have to go and very easily kind of disable him. Mm-hmm. And take him off. Did you did you notice that during the the score here they introduced like like elements of like a goat bang like bah. no yeah like every few, awesome. every few seconds it was like <laughs> I don't know what they're going for on that that's amazing it's really bizarre but so uh, they capture him easily because he's an idiot and yet again they find out another comedian mm-hmm. and he's the second judge and so the the last judge left is Roseanne. It's Roseanne. It's just Roseanne. Sure. Is are the other two villains based off of other comedians? Not that I could define in my notes. I'm trying to so this episode would have come out like ninety four. Ninety four, yeah. Uh who would have been big like Tim Allen? I get, I yeah, guess. I mean yeah Seinfeld. Seinfeld. I mean those are the, the comics I think of now that were in the nineties. I mean I was five. 
I was. You were like a zygote. One. Um, <laughs> so. I was real big into the comedy game. Yeah, you, you really knew your comedy shit at zero years old. Oh man, when people made when people said the ABCs out of order, I was on the I was rolling, <laughs> rolling. So I don't know if there was supposed to be someone specific or not. I didn't see the those notes knock anywhere. knock jokes killed. God, oh yeah. man, and puns too. We oh, know how those much you puns. Love, I you still love, love those puns. puns. There's so many good puns. We skipped over my favorite one. Uh, because I have to say it, as as Conman King is leaving the scene, I'm sorry, we rushed through that way too fast for my Because we're like taste. running way late. I'm trying to get us done within nope. an hour. I am sticking to Conman King. Ugh. As he's walking out, he says, my favorite line of the episode, um, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, folks, but it's such sweet and sour sorrow. Oh, and then he leaves. I was like, oh, it's that good. Is, that is pretty good. Okay, fine. And he makes the relish joke. Fine. All right, I'll, I'll let you have that. But anyway, so now Roseanne... Uh, she is watching TV and the doorbell rings. She gets up. This is actually a really cool detail. I don't know if you caught this. She's listening to one of the Riddler's toy commercials. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like it's, so we don't see it happen, but we get like a little bit of audio. It's like Riddle number, blah, 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 blah. I don't That's think awesome. I completely missed that. I think it's a new ad. I don't think it's John Glover's voice pulled from that episode, but it's a little, little nine there. It's pretty fun. Do you think in that world they're still selling his toys even Probably. though he's a villain again? Yeah. I mean, they look like pretty awesome toys, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, why not? That guy was pretty scrupulous. I mean, he partnered up with a known attempted murderer. Yeah. So why would he not just keep I going? I mean, I'm sure they still sold Pee Wee Herman toys after that incident. Oh, and he jerked off in the theater? Yeah. Yeah. Not quite mm-hmm. the same. Uh, yeah, a little different. Just a, just a hair weird. different. Just a weird. I mean, he's still Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. So. Yeah, he, he's, he's come back. Yeah. Any her. So. Uh, at the door is the Joker. Mm-hmm. Which we weren't expecting because we thought it might have been the Mad oh, Hatter. Oh, yeah. So a detail I, I glossed over. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> To roll back you a half didn't second. Catch. I'm sorry. We I thought that was like a you were too busy. We jumped pulling real quick. Puns in. Uh, so Pack Rat Batman comes back, um, and he's just like has such little effort. He's showing so little effort in these fights that he's just dodged. Uh, Pack Rat has a, a golf club. He's just wildly swinging at Batman. Batman is just stepping back and dodging, and he accidentally hits like a fuse box, mm-hmm. uh, which knocks him out. But we also see there's like something smoking on his neck. Yeah. And there's a mind control chip. Like, oh, Mad Hatter. It's got to be the Mad Hatter. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they, Batman and Robin. But it's a red herring, Chris. Is, and we do love our red herrings because they go off to Arkham and they find the Mad Hatter is there under the spell of his own mind control. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. Yes, and we have learned that it is, in fact, the Joker who's behind all this, because he he gasses Roseanne, and uh, we have now figured out, at this point, that we now know that uh, all three judges have been kidnapped in this competition, mm-hmm. so clearly this is the connecting point between all of them. Yeah, who would have guessed an episode called Make It Laugh was going to be a Joker episode? Right. And Batman, so, just look at your title cards. <laughs> I know, honestly. So super easy. So they... Um, Robin's like, oh, I think we have the last year's like contest taped. And Alfred's like, oh, not only do we have a tape, but I've already perused it. Alfred and- is so far ahead of this I mean, that Al- he's like yeah. figured it out. I, I, as he was being held hostage, he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's he, obviously Joker. We yeah. saw him perform. Yeah. So they, we watched the video and there's a guy performing. And uh, this threw me a little bit because yeah. it was from a year ago and it's clearly the Joker. And they discovered that by like, freezing it and like changing the image that it's, it's the joker who's doing the club and i'm like wait is this set before like he was the joker but it was a year ago and he was like a mobster beforehand I got yeah because in killing joke we do know that before he was a mobster he was a failing comedian yeah and he so only I, he only became a mobster because he needed money yeah so i thought that might be the case but no they explain they later uh 
show, explain that, like, no, that was him in disguise. Because now we're at the, the new taping of the comedy competition. He's replaced all of the real judges with his goons. And he's going out there performing. And then he quickly, like, tears off his disguise and reveals, like, oh, yeah, it's me, the Joker. And I'm here to do this because I want to be the best comic in town. Yeah, he, want, he wants the title of funniest comedian in Gotham. Yeah, and before Batman Robin can stop him, he unleashes Roseanne bum, now in the bum. form of Mighty Mom. Mighty Mom. With her, her mop and, like, mixing blades. Yeah, she has a hand mixer, which is the greatest of weapons, especially for all, all heroes with capes. Hey, you know what? The Joker once used a hand mixer. He didn't mask the phantasm. Oh, that's true. He goes after Andrea with the, the hand mixers. You know, all it's a dangerous thing. Together. Look how closely Very dangerous. these things through. Uh, so Batman gives chase. Uh, they end up on top of a giant... Oh, there's one little thing. Sorry to do this again. Uh, I give huge credit to the animators for this because it's, it's such an awesome thing to see. Uh, so, yeah, Batman chases after Joker, but Robin is left to fight Mighty Mom. Um, and he does a legit jujitsu move to oh, take right, her down yeah. which is so cool to see because usually it's just like punch kick throw a batarang they're yeah. gone but you actually see that like they have trained they know what they're doing yeah and it, like uh i don't remember what the move is called but like it's a it's a like the basic he, takedown he, move. He, like slides in behind her he's, he's like crouching on his knees he grabs her waist and like throws. suplex yeah. is that what it is i mean that's what the flip is called okay yeah, yeah. But, so yeah. he suplexes her over his head mm-hmm. and, and knocks her out yeah yeah and then uh, he like takes off the uh the little mind control chip and she still smacks him it's like hey yeah it's like, I, don't I, worry i'm back to normal yeah <laughs> couldn't tell it's a very roseanne thing it's absolutely fantastic but yeah so batman now has got given chase he's followed joker out onto a massive laughing baby balloon which i can only imagine is a reference to the 89 yeah movie i'm sure yeah which i, I guess because i read this too and i don't know if this is actually true or if this is an idea they drew but you know one of the ideas of this episode is that you know these comedians are actually turned into dangerous criminals you know, who, to be taken seriously. And, like, there was some discussion of maybe that was slightly inspired by the fact that Michael Keaton was a comedy actor and no one believed that he could play oh. Batman. And then, lo and behold, he's one of the best Batman. And now one of the best Spider-Man villains. Oh, God, yeah. One of the best Marvel villains in general, I'd say. Yeah. Oh, Keaton. Keaton. Keep you can listen it. to more about that on our crossover podcast. Oh, look at that plug. Well done. Uh, but So they, they're on the balloon and it... it what happens? Uh, I don't uh, even it, remember. They, they have a, a quick fight. It deflates joker jumps off falls off i think he falls off batman grapples him ties him to the deflating balloon and we oh, end on a nice right. a nice fun pants around the ankles laugh at joker uh which you i appreciate it yeah you, you need it in there you know i mean it's like we we mentioned this a lot in the first season but like it's still a kid show i i appreciate the little things that make it still a kid show um, I do too. It's still it still has to be. You know, and it, it's overall it's kind of a silly episode, but it's pretty fun. Yeah. And at a minimum, it gave us the Condiment King, the greatest of all. I know. And I mean, he was worthy enough, uh, like Harley or Montoya or Lock same Up. level as Harley. Yeah. I would say same, same <laughs> level as Harley. He made his way into the comics. Yeah. Like I've he's never... gonna get a super sexy actor play him in the next movie as well. Yeah. Well, we've already established who has to play him. I know, but I mean, Brian Cranston is not attractive enough. That man is handsome, all I right? I mean, it's not like I would, I, I'd rather see, like, a Tom Hardy. But he, he'd be too serious. Does Tom Hardy have the... Well, actually, you know what? Tom Hardy was surprisingly good in This Means War. Yes, that is true. That is actually a pretty funny movie. I really, yeah. Yeah. Plus, it's got Chris I'm, Pine, I'm, it's got I'm Chris very Pine, surprised Tom you've seen Hardy. that movie. I did see that movie. Because I, I like that movie. <laughs> I like that movie, too. 
Chris, you have bad taste. I'm rubbing yeah. off on you. Oh, no. It's for the best you're retiring from the podcast at this point. Yeah. Yeah. My, my career depends on my ability to differentiate good movies from bad <laughs> movies, so it's time for you to go. Yeah. Um, but I, I've never read anything with Condiment King in the comics. Apparently, he... That's our that's our way in, Chris. We're going to write the, the great Condiment, Condiment King Condiment King origins, yep. <laughs> New 52. That's actually a good point, because I wonder what his... He has a, a justified origin here. I wonder what his origin would, would theoretically be in the comics. Because it would be the same thing. It would be mind control. Is he just like a normal crazy guy who like goes off and does his thing? I want it to be the exact same story as Joker. But when he falls in the pit, he like... It's, it's like, he falls into just like... <laughs> he falls into a radioact- radioactive pit. And as he rolls out, he like falls into another like mustard pit. <laughs> <laughs> he gets... He gets electrocuted and falls onto the condiment table at the annual Gotham nuclear power plant barbecue. Yes. And boom, there we go. That's our story. Yeah, radioactive mustard. Take it or leave it. Take it or leave it, DC. Uh, apparently he was beaten to death in a comic though. No. I know. I don't know no. if that's actually like, confirmed. I tried to find the panel. I really tried to find it. And I How couldn't. dare you? So maybe, maybe he didn't die. I, I can't believe it exists until I see proof. Picture I don't know. Picture didn't happen. <laughs> picture didn't happen. Oh, oh, the Condiment King. I There's rumors we're going to get a Lego of him, <gasps> which I really, really hope is true. Oh, my God. That'd be amazing. So, yeah. Or I, I'm a, kind of surprised. I feel like he was in one of the Lego Batman sets already. He's not. No, I know for a fact he's not because I've looked. Okay. Plus, come on. If, if, I got, he, I, okay, if I, he were, it would be on that bookcase. Yes. You know that would be that true. That is true. Yeah. But uh, yeah, maybe, I think I saw one online, but it must have been a custom. I think it was a custom, custom one. Custom yeah. Minifig. Or maybe maybe we'll get like one of the, the DC collectible figures. <gasps> too. I don't know. Because I, I, oh, I finally got some. As I, you can I'm see, looking I at have, them right now. Yeah. I meant to put that on our, our Instagram at some point. But yeah, I got the Batman Beyond set. They're really, really cool. So now they gonna, look really cool. I need to start getting the rest of them. But the Condiment King would be amazing. But I don't That's know. That's true. Do you know, do you want, I'm not going to go into it. Never mind. Okay. Um, Offline discussion. Yeah. yeah Whatever yeah. that was. Uh, we can talk about Figmas for the people question, wondering. Figmas? Uh, it's, why, it's these, why did I ask? Why? <laughs> why? Uh, it's these super, super detailed Japanese uh, kind of uh, collectibles. Oh, wait. No, you show me. Yeah, yeah, They yeah, did yeah. a Deadpool. Yeah, they did. That. Usually they focus on, uh, like, anime franchises and Nintendo games. Um, but you think we're going to do a Condiment King one? No, I would just, I'm just saying, like, that's where I think kind of collectible toys are going because they're completely uh, malleable. Right, bendable. Um, Chinese, my big boy words. Posable. Yeah, if yes. you if you remember those wooden uh, like uh, wooden things, people that you would get in art class in high school. Oh, like the, the, the little like, um, yeah, the little wooden posable guys you can yeah, draw. Yeah. yeah, I got one. On my oh, bookshelf. nice. Uh, they're very similar to that, but obviously look awesome. Yeah, because they're like mm-hmm. actual cool IP. Yeah. yeah, so sponsor for the week is Figma. Yeah, sponsor. If that's our sponsor, what's one of our plugs? Damn it. Yes. Uh, what, have, what have I watched since the last episode? I've been on vacation since the last episode. I'm sure you were. Uh, we watched Baby Driver. Oh, we had a so, great experience with Baby Driver. So good. We're gonna, I'm going to drop some of our LA-ness. Yeah, please. I um, mean, they already know what huge douchebags we are. Oh, yes. By our mere presence in this city. But go ahead and reinforce it for us. Um, so before before the movie, there was a Edgar Wright signing across the street. from. The, we went to this, this theater called Arclight. And there's a record store across the street where he was doing a signing for Amoeba. The, yeah, for Some the um, uh, for the CDs and records. 
and we missed it by like an hour. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I didn't want it signed. I just wanted to see him. Yeah. And so as we walk into the theater, there's some kind of like talking going well, on. They, the they, side. they always, yeah, there's like a little huddle over here, but they always introduce the movie. Like they, someone who work at the theater always comes mm-hmm. out and says, Oh, it's this movie. Yeah. It's directed by it's this like, person. Like, uh, Alamo draft house, I think does the same yeah. thing. And it's like, Oh, but you know, well, let someone else introduce it for me. Yeah, and I was expecting, because this has happened, I think, once before, where they're like, oh, we have a special guest in the audience. It's like the third stunt double for Chris Evans. Yeah. So like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. And I was expecting, like, it's the stunt driver or some, like, minor character. But they're yeah. like, no, Edgar Wright came and introed the movie for us, which was amazing. It was really awesome. Yeah, he told us some stories. That- yeah. I've also heard him recount on, like, various podcasts, like Nerdist and Empire Podcast. Um, but it was just, it was awesome to have him there, like, introing the movie mm-hmm. and, like, talking about how it all started, like, you know, when he was, like, 22 and heard the Bell Bottoms yeah. song and, like, imagined a car chase and made a whole movie out of it. Have you been listening to that soundtrack? On oh, my God, it's so good. Constantly. Yeah. Uh, Hocus Pocus by Focus. Rediscovering that song, it's absolutely fantastic. My The, the two that have, have made it into my, like, song rotation are... um. The B A B Y. Oh, that one's yeah. And, I was listening uh, to that a lot today. Hall and Oates, not Hall and Oates. Simon and Oates. Simon and Garfunkel. Wait, oh, actually, the actual Baby Driver yeah, yeah. song itself. Yeah, no, I've been listening to Bell Bottoms and B A B Y. They're the cover of um, uh, oh, um, Harlem Shuffle, which is oh, my favorite yeah. Stone songs. So, guys, not only should you go see the movie, you should also listen to the soundtrack because yeah. it's fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. But there's more to that L.A. story because this is not the first time we've run into Edgar Wright. Shut up. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. We, yeah. I've, I've bumped shoulders with him once before. We went to go see Wonder Woman. Yeah, and we were running late, and mm-hmm. he was uh, at the Chinese theater for some other short film festival. And like we both stopped. like, oh, wait, that was Edgar Wright. But we got to him. Wait, we do say, him. no, we can't say anything and go. Yeah. I, I, I had one other encounter with him. I yeah, saw yeah, him yeah, like yeah. walking no down cares. the street as I was <laughs> driving my car, and... I heard him first. He's got a very distinct voice. Absolutely. This is over on, on, on Sunset. Let's just, at this point, let's be self-parody here as our LA-ness. And uh, he was kind of around um, with the Checho Marmot and stuff. And I heard, I heard his voice. I'm like, I think that's Edgar Wright. I look over and I look at him and he looks at me and my window's down. There's this moment like he knows that I know him, but I can't say anything because he's like across the street. So I just like, Turn and just, just drive just off. Keep going. It's all, you, it's all you can do. Guys, I hope you love all three of those amazing stories where we didn't have any direct interaction <laughs> with Edgar Wright, but we saw him. We oh saw someone famous a oh few my, times. Oh, my God. Isn't, I think he's he's our real bat plug this week. Yeah. It's Edgar Wright. Just go watch his discography. <laughs> just go go put yourself in a situation where you can run into him somewhere. Yeah. Uh, the other thing Cover I want to plug. No, it's fine. Uh, the other thing I want to plug, which will make us even more twats, of uh, their... So this is it's the fourth episode. It's been a long break since this happened, but College Schumer used to do this kind of joke game show called Um Actually, uh, which is hilarious, and it's kind of like a nerd Jeopardy. So the host will read a, will read a, sta- a false statement about a nerdy franchise. Okay, uh, and you have to reply just like Jeopardy. But not replying to question, you have to reply. Um, actually, this is what it was, <laughs> and it's so amazing. That's awesome. I love the game so much. There's only four episodes. I wish there were more. Okay. Uh, but it's so great. And if you want to like test your nerd, I unfortunately I beat all of them every time because <laughs> oh. like a buzz in thing. Yeah. And it's it's so delightful. Oh my god, I gotta check that out. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, actually, um, actually, isn't it true? They got the Deathly Hollows from Death, not from Grindelwald. It's such a oh, so such specific. A, yeah, I love it. 
Uh, what, are you, right. what are you watching, listening, reading to? Uh, I'm actually playing a video game, <gasps> something I don't do very often. What? It's the uh, Batman Telltale series. Oh, cool. It's great. It's absolutely I've heard amazing. amazing things about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, the so... Obviously, you're the true Batman fan. Uh, oh, I mean, I'm not stopping the street to be accused of not being one, so <laughs> just throw that out there. But yeah, it's it's great. Um, I mean, the they do some really clever kind of twists on like established plot and story elements we've seen in Batman before. Um, and you know, obviously, as you play the game, your choices have an impact on where the story goes. And so, actually, weirdly enough, the most fun parts are oftentimes when you're as Bruce Wayne being put in situations where oh, you have to make awesome. choices, even more so than Batman. I, the one issue I have with it is the the combat. It's all quick time events, mm-hmm. which I just don't. I generally don't like, I'd rather have like, you know, a specific button ascribed to specific motion. So at least, you know, you like have to press it rather than that moment. Like, Oh, I got to think real fast and just try and do exactly what they tell me to do. I don't like those. That's the only issue I've had with it so far. Otherwise it's great. I'm almost done with episode three of five. And so far I've been really impressed. So and it's, it's like pretty cheap. It's like 25 bucks to download onto the Xbox. I think it's, it's definitely worth playing. I'm a little late to it, but it's awesome to see. Mm-hmm. The uh, other plug I have this week is kind of more, it's semi self-promotional. So I do work with uh, Outfest, which mm-hmm. is the world's largest LGBT film festival in L.A., and it's going on right now as this podcast is being recorded and as it drops tomorrow. And so we're doing screenings uh, kind of all over L.A. I don't know if anyone who listens to this actually lives in L.A. <laughs> sure, but we can if, get one person. But if you do, uh, go see an Outfest movie. So, I mean, it, it gives you a chance to go see stuff that, you know, otherwise doesn't because, you know, even though we have something like Moonlight – at this point, there's still not a lot of queer stories being shown in mainstream cinema. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the stuff that we're screening, you know, might eventually make its way to VOD and that sort of thing. But there's some unique stuff you might not be able to see otherwise. And uh, I will be at a screening called Strangers, which is a really great web series about uh, a girl who breaks up with a boyfriend because she cheated on him with a girl. And after he moves out, she needs to, like, cover the other half the rent. So she rents out her apartment every week every episode to a new person off airbnb okay essentially and the first episode has like jermaine clement in it and <gasps> there's like yeah i know i love him and he's great in it and I, i've seen the first few and that's we we chose it specifically to kind of sponsor the group that i work <clears> with <throat> um to sponsor it so i'm going to be at the screening specifically if you happen to listen to our podcast happen to be in la and happen to be free on saturday july 15th it's at seven o'clock mm. at the director's guilds in west hollywood i'm gonna be at disney <laughs> you're gonna be at disney you're going to disney this week too i'm d23 oh that's right yeah i got some family in town convention go disneyland so Ooh. yeah oh good you'll be our reporter on on yeah. site i'll be i'll be the the voice in the in the studio yeah okay well then oh man on the street we're we're definitely gonna have to try and record after that, then normally we record before the weekend. We should try and do it after the weekend so we can get your your thoughts on what happens. Your input, yeah, yeah, it'd be a waste of opportunity if we don't, which just really sucks. We, you and I, are both super busy early next week. Yeah, we'll make it work. We'll figure it out Huzzah. as we always do. Huzzah. Well, if you uh, want to reach out to us and berate me for fucking up and forcing us to record the podcast a day later than normal. You can... It's just going to be me. I'm just going to make a <laughs> bunch of accounts. You should. Just, and just, just spam, trash you. Just spam the, the podcast. It helps get awareness out, so do it anyways, yep. which you can find at Tim Talk Pod on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. If you want to uh, accuse me personally, I am at Lordifer on all those same platforms. If you want to praise me, I am at Cameron.Dexter. <laughs> if you want to tell him how great he is with his puns and tell me how bad I am with my segues, or tell me there. how great I am with my movie and TV choices. 
Oh, God. What's the name of the song again from Fast and the Furious? Uh, it's been a... Uh, see you again. See you again. Okay. God yeah. damn it. Well, we'll see you Two guys again point next week. Eight, nine billion views, Chris. <sighs> I am off to go leap off the balcony. So we'll thank, see you next week, guys. Thank you, everyone. Bye. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit nerdistschool.com.